Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. I have Shannon joining me today to share her experience about going through the excruciating physical pain of a miscarriage, and she experienced a miscarriage at the end of January, this past January. So Shannon, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. So you, when you signed up for the podcast, it was really interesting because I think I agree with you. A couple people have touched on how painful it can be um, physically. And I actually have had that too. Two of the four miscarriages Mm -hmm. were just excruciating. So I think Mm -hmm. it's really wonderful that you're going to touch on that today. Um, But we do want to hear your full story. So will you start from the beginning? Yeah, great. So um, my husband and I, I guess I'll go back. We've been married now about a year and nine months or so. And we started trying, you know, to conceive about a year after we were married, we had gone on this honeymoon to Europe. And so we decided, you know, after that, we'll decide to start trying. So we did. And, you know, that took us maybe about five months until we actually conceived. And to me, that actually felt like a really long time, which I know is pretty average and normal. But we had, I don't know, I think many of our friends and maybe some family members that it seemed, you know, at face value that it was very easy for them to get pregnant. So I kind of expected that that would happen for us too. So my expectations were already kind of, I don't know, not where I think they should have been, or I wish maybe they had been different before. So anyway, it took a little bit longer, but we finally got pregnant. I was really excited. My husband and I were both really excited and um, everything was going pretty well. I had a lot of like nausea and fatigue, which was pretty miserable, but you know, normal. And I'd say the, so I miscarried at 11 weeks and six days. And two days before that, I started having just some mild cramping, which I didn't really think much of because I had had sort of some twinges, like pelvic twinges here and there throughout the previous weeks and didn't seem like a big deal. Had and you had, had, had you oh, any ultrasounds yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that part. Perfect. I was going to say we had the eight week ultrasound, which okay. showed a heartbeat. Everything looked fine. Okay. Um, it was actually not the ob. It was not the regular ultrasound tech that did it, like normal at, at our medical facility. But it was the OB himself, which I didn't know was not normal until um, just recently. So, but you know, everything was fine. We have a due date, and we had a heartbeat, which was normal. So, couple, a couple, fast forward to about maybe three weeks later, I'm having a little bit of pelvic pain, and then, you know that sort of two days before the miscarriage. And then the day before I started with a little brown spotting, which was nervous, but, you know, of course, Google and I'm told it could be normal, maybe not normal. So I called the OB clinic and the nurse told me, oh, I'm not really impressed with that. You know, it doesn't sound like anything crazy, but come back, you know, go to the ER. We're going into a weekend coming up. And she's like, we'll just go to the ER. Things get worse. Um, And actually the OB clinic does have walk-in hours. So the the pain actually through that day before the miscarriage got much, much worse. 
but not to the point where I was like too concerned about it until the morning of the miscarriage, I woke up having really bad pain. And so it wasn't like bad enough yet where I felt like I couldn't drive myself. And my husband was actually home that day, but from work, but like had some stuff he felt like he needed to get done. I was like, well, I'll just go to the OB clinic, walk in, like call you, you know, then let you know what's going on. And so I get there. We, we live maybe 10 minutes away and I drive myself, it's getting much worse and I park and I walk over much wor worse and I get in and I tell them, oh, this is what's going on with me. And they say, well, it'll be about 45 minute wait. Oh my gosh. So <sighs> I was like, and I was already starting to feel like, like probably close to 10 out of 10 pain, like close to the worst pain I had ever had in my life. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to the ER. And luckily the ER like was a two minute walk from the OB clinic. because in our medical facility where we, you know, where we go, it's, it's all like right there, which is really great. So I like go to the ER, I walk in and I'm basically like, I could felt like I could hardly stand up. So they brought me back right away. And my blood pressure at that point was like 60 over 40. So super low. And the nurse like calmly called back to the folks in the ER. It was like, we have a lady who's like hypotensive and I, you know, being working in the medical field, I know that like she's probably trying to put on a good face, but she's get worried. back here now. <laughs> yeah, right. So they like brush me back, and there's like the ER physician and the resident and a bunch of nurses and techs, and they basically like are shoving IVs in my arms and like pulling my clothes off and putting the EKG stickers on, and they get the transabdominal ultrasound and you know start to do just to kind of check and it was all kind of a blur at that point and I was just like in so much pain that's almost kind of all I cared about was just like not being in pain um I do remember when the ER resident and the doctor were like looking I, I thought I saw the embryo on the ultrasound screen and as they were walking away like once they had stabilized me and my blood pressure was a little bit better and I was like asking them for pain meds and you know, I asked, oh, how's the baby looking? And they said, oh, well, we're just more concerned about you right now. So I was like, okay, that doesn't mm -hmm. sound good. Um, so then I ended up, I, we ended up, or I ended up like texting my husband and he came over and um, just, we ended up being there for about eight hours and eventually got pain medication, but it didn't help um, at first. So I, I probably was, it essentially was, I mean, I've never been in labor until that, I guess, was labor. But the pain was so bad, I, I just had to, like, breathe through it. And it was so scary, and I didn't really know what was happening because they hadn't confirmed the miscarriage yet. They didn't tell you the gestational age or anything yet? So I think with the ultrasound, I think maybe they were just looking to make sure I didn't have some type of, like, I don't know, ectopic pregnancy or something like intra-abdominal bleeding. And so they hadn't, from what I know, I don't know that they measured the gestational age. So so they ended up ordering like a, a formal ultrasound and I, I went up to the ultrasound suite for that. And the really interesting thing about this was they did the transabdominal and then as she had me go to the bathroom to empty my bladder because they were gonna try to check the gestational age, that's when I passed everything. Was like, oh, really? Yeah. It was oh, crazy. my gosh. Yeah. So it was just this really super heavy, intense bleeding. Like, was I mean, I was in a hospital gown, so I didn't have underwear on. And my husband's like trying to help me in the bathroom, and I'm like bleeding everywhere. It was just, 
it was horrific as you can imagine oh my gosh did you call for help oh so, well i mean my husband the so the ultrasound tech knew that i was starting to have bleeding and my husband was there and you know he was helping me and we had like a chucks pad and whatever and so she finally like had me get back on the ultrasound table and so i mean they were there helping me but it was just and i was still in a ton of pain like the pain was not not really any better um and, and did did ahead. they finish did they or at that point did they just let you be yeah, so so she ended up finishing the ultrasound which she was did super uncomfortable you know yeah. i think they were checking my ovaries and whatnot but didn't see any you know embryo or gestational sac okay so you had so passed it okay. I, yeah which the the sort of er story goes on because i ended up in the er the next day because the pain was even worse i ended up having to call an ambulance to take us to take me there and the ob ended up like removing some some of the embryo that was I guess stuck in my cervix and so that was sent to pathology and I think that that I looked at the pathology results and that showed that um, there was still part of the gestational sac in that patho like what they actually examined so I'm not really quite sure about all the details of that it's a little bit confusing but yeah yeah Wow. Yeah. So the second day, you called an ambulance. They brought you in. Did they give you more pain meds? Did the pain meds help this time? Yeah. So the so the day before when we actually passed, like I passed everything, they ended up giving me like, you know, morphine, like two things of morphine. And then they ended up having to give me Vicodin, like pills. And that eventually helped and my cramping went away. So they you know, release me, oh, you know, just pass this at home. These are like your return precautions. So I went home. Luckily, my mom was like visiting from out of town and like just happened to fly in that day. So it was actually really perfect. Um, and so, but the next day, like things got so, like just my pain was so, so bad before it had been that crampy, like come and go. I would actually get a break where I could breathe and like regain strength and whatnot. But the next day, it just was excruciating all the time. And I was in so much pain. I just, like, I couldn't even walk. So, yeah, we called 911. I went to the hospital. And it was, like, the same ER staff. And they were, like, oh, you're back. I'm, like, yeah, this is a little embarrassing. But, like, you know, I'm still in a lot of pain. So they did an exam. And they finally called the OB resident down who was able to, like, go in and pull some tissue out, which they're saying that's why I was in so much pain because it yeah. was stuck and I wasn't passing it. Right, and your body so, was like trying to get it out. Right, right, right. And I mean, if if I had really fully understood like how much this was like labor, like would I have tried to push more and like help? I don't know if that would have even helped, but I feel like if I had that information, then maybe that I don't know, maybe it would have gone better. But um, so they ended up giving me more morphine and more Vicodin, and eventually, yeah, I think it was really when they removed the tissue from my cervix that my pain got better. Wow. And then we were only in the ER like in the morning that day. So went home and just, you know, recovering basically. And how was the recovery? So my recovery, the physical recovery was okay. I mean, I bled heavily for maybe five days. And after that, I spotted just for two weeks and then it's pretty okay. much over. Okay. So but, pretty normal. Yeah. 
Right. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So for the people listening, you probably, most of the people have just experienced a miscarriage, Mm -hmm. but um, that level of pain can be traumatic Mm -hmm. for some people. Yeah. Yeah. So don't dismiss that if that's Mm -hmm. something that's still bothering you because Mm -hmm. it is, it is crazy. A lot of pain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even with having a medical background, I don't feel like that's anything like maybe I wasn't paying attention in school, but I don't know. I don't feel like either it's not talked about or maybe not so common or most care providers say it'll feel like a heavy period. And that's a really common thing. Yeah. Um, to hear and you know for some people it is but what i find is it really seems to depend a lot of the time on gestational age yeah Mm -hmm. so if the baby was you know seven weeks eight weeks something like that then that is a mini labor Mm -hmm. it is and that is and it's not a physiologic it's not a a normal mm-hmm. progression. It's what your body, you know, your body's doing what it needs to. Um, but yeah, that pain uh, needs to be, I, f- I feel like we need to get to everyone before it happens. Right. And say, right. Prepare, prepare just in case. Hopefully this isn't the case. Absolutely. But That's what I, you know, the weeks after my husband and I had so many discussions about like what I wish I had known or what I wish someone had told me, like, oh, yeah, share some so about. You know, in case you have a miscarriage, it might be really painful. Like, I feel like it was almost sort of, I mean, even the ER doctor told me, well, we don't really know how to deal with this type of pain very well. You know, like miscarriage pain isn't something that they're used to dealing with, but, you know, labor pain, sure, there's, you know, a lot more. They're just maybe more used to it, at least in the labor and delivery, but. Right. um, And then just the sort of the sheer embarrassment of, you know, asking for pain medications was like super uncomfortable and it was not that was not me you know I feel like I'm a very controlled person like you know I'm able to control my emotions well and but it wasn't like I was being rude it was just almost embarrassing like like I'm some crazy you know person that's just asking for pain meds because I have some type of you know problem or something which obviously isn't the case but it was no yeah, it was just yeah, an experience that I yeah, I was not prepared for at all. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned something that like about the OB doing the ultrasound and you found mm-hmm. out that that wasn't normal. Do you feel like yeah. uh the date was off or like that there was something wrong then? So, okay. Yeah. Good point. So I was told the reason that the OB, I didn't know this until I just had gone back to the same clinic recently, but I guess because the ultrasound tech just wasn't available that day. That's why the OB did it. She just, they have like one ultrasound lady that does all the ultrasounds and like, I guess she wasn't there that day. And so the OB did it. And so I don't think there is any reason that he did it in my particular case, it was just because of scheduling. But I do remember him saying like, oh, the embryo, it's so small. I'm like, but it's like, I w- I'm eight weeks and it was measuring pretty accurately. So in so my mind, still I measured like, eight weeks. Yeah, it, it was like, you know, they give a range. So it was just, 
yeah, he didn't seem to be worried about that, but he said something, oh, it's so small. I'm like, but why would you comment on that? Like, isn't that normal small? So I never, in hindsight, I kind of wish I would have asked because I don't know if that was something abnormal that he didn't, wasn't too sure about or just wanted to kind of leave it alone and see what happened. But yeah, I don't know. Okay. But there was a heartbeat. I mean, no other reason to think anything was wrong. No, not at all. I, I did have a really bad UTI the two weeks before the miscarriage. And so I was on antibiotics for the full week right before the miscarriage. And so of course, in my mind, I go back to think about that. And if that had anything to do with it, and I've been told multiple times that it's not related, but it's hard not to think about that. We still think about it, but no, most likely it's not. Mm -hmm. Wow. So a lot to deal with physically, Mm -hmm. but you said after it all passed, you know, the recovery was okay, but you also Mm -hmm. mentioned you're pretty good at controlling your emotions. So Mm -hmm. how has that been for you? I think obviously the, since the miscarriage, it's, it, it was very, very difficult. And with time has been getting easier, but, um, I think, you know, having my mom home and then my husband works in like mental health. And so he, he's actually, I I feel like he was very helpful in in helping me heal emotionally. He also had a a difficult time, but in the weeks afterwards, we had a lot of discussions and it actually, interestingly enough, brought up a lot of issues between us and our own communication styles. So it was like, I felt like we weren't only dealing with like our miscarriage, but now we were like dealing with some communication things that were coming up between us that we were like being forced to deal with which was really great because we had to had to face them but it was also so much stuff to deal with at one time and um we slowly told family well family close family we told right away and they're of course very supportive but friends a lot of friends we hadn't told we were pregnant because we were waiting for that 12 week mark and so we had to slowly like tell people, hey, we were pregnant, but we miscarried, you know, we're kind of not interested in hanging out right now, but we're thinking about you and people are very, very understanding. I think all of our friends in the area, are, you know, they're still, they still, I think, are being very supportive of us. So Good. we're really lucky in that sense. And where are you at now? It's end of April. Yeah. So two weeks ago, we just got another positive pregnancy test, which we're really excited about. Our goal after the the last pregnancy, of course, the week after I was like, I don't even want kids. Like, I don't even, like, maybe we're just not meant to have kids. You know, all these crazy, like, was telling myself all these really untrue stories and just processing a lot in my mind. But we maybe a month after the miscarriage um, when I was starting to have a normal cycle again because I, w- I did want to start tracking my cycles just so I could see what my body was doing because I like to be aware and in control. Well, I guess as in control as you can be. But um, we decided we, would, we weren't going to try to conceive again, but we weren't going to prevent it. So, you know, I don't know. It, it almost ended up like... I don't know how much I believe in fate <laughs> right now, at least, especially, but it almost feels meant to be. But again, lots and lots of anxiety going along with this second pregnancy. So how far along are you right now? So six weeks. Okay. And have you had any appointments? Have you gone in or are they just telling you, hey, wait it out? 
Yeah. So I went to the same OB clinic last week and I spoke with a nurse there who was really great and answered a lot of questions. And of course I broke down crying, telling her about what happened and she was really understanding. I'm so grateful that like, I know she's a resource if I need anything in the future. Um, But I asked her about, you know, do I, is there anything special we should be doing because of her last miscarriage? And she said, basically, no, no, there's not. So we just scheduled our eight week ultrasound, which is in actually maybe a little less than three weeks. Um, and my husband's going to be gone for work. So my mom's flying in to go to that with me, which is nice. But yeah, I just sort of wait and find a way to deal with the anxiety that comes along with it. It's insane. The anxiety is nothing like I had experienced before. I mean, there were points where I felt like, am I going crazy? Because like, I literally just would have to breathe minute to minute. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I think for me, I, I think what I imagine what might happen is as I get closer to 12 weeks, like to the point where I miscarried last time, I think that's when I'm going to become really anxious. Okay. I'm, I'm anxious right now, but I, I, I'm just trying to tell myself to stay positive and like, just don't think about the possibility because there's nothing I can do to control it. And for the most part, I feel like I've been doing okay with that. But I feel like when it gets closer to that point is when my anxiety might pop up more. So we'll see. That makes sense because it's kind of that same, that same yeah. point. Right. And, you know, even this pregnancy feels different than the last one in terms of my symptoms. And so just yeah. reminding myself that every pregnancy is different. And yeah, I could miscarry again tomorrow or next week, you know, not or necessarily not. at 12 weeks or maybe not, right? Or exactly. Not. That's the other thing. It's like, I have that thought in my mind, like, oh my gosh, like maybe, maybe I won't. And maybe I'll actually have a baby and like, how amazing. And like, that would just be the most wonderful thing in the whole world that, that actually happened for us. So. And how yeah. are you feeling? How, how, just in terms of my pregnancy sometimes? Yeah. Um, okay. Tired. And then kind of more nausea symptoms at night, which was, I didn't have before, but um, okay. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Well, you'll have to keep us updated. Yeah, definitely. Of course, we're sending all the best that this is just so perfect. It will be stressful. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And hopefully you have some techniques that can help get you through. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. I've, been trying to do some more mindfulness. Yeah, I love it. Stuff to that's my jam. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and and I do want to say too that you, thank you so much for your podcast. Um, I know you hear it a lot, but the the week after I miscarried, like all I wanted to do was sit and listen to your podcast and like listen to other women's stories because I. I, it was like I was craving and I was like it was like all of that would it was the only thing that like could get me through so I just wanted to say thank you so much for for what you're doing you're so welcome I'm yeah. so glad it was helpful for you yeah. all right thank you thank you for joining us today you're welcome thanks Melissa